Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. What is the most effective way to pray? Is there a seven part strategy for prayer? We're gonna interview pastor and coach Rex Tonkins, who has written a book about this. Get ready to pray the scriptures. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But today we have a celebrity guest, Coach Rex Tonkins. This is part one of two in a two-part interview about prayer strategy. There is, and I'm gonna endorse this book in a second, there is a seven-part prayer strategy that has been developed by Coach Rex Tonkins, who is very effective, and he has written this book, Seven Steps to Elevating and effective prayer. Welcome to the program, Coach Rex Tonkins. Thank you, I'm glad to be here. Thank you, sir. So we're gonna go through in a two-part series today and tomorrow, we're gonna teach about the seven different steps in your prayer strategy. You've written this book for churches to use, for small groups, for Bible study leaders. And before we get into the seven steps, talk a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself okay. to the audience. Okay. My name is Rex Tonkins. I'm, I'm originally from the state of North Carolina, been here in Colorado Springs since 96. And I've been involved in coaching and, and encouraging and coaching young people toward their purpose and destiny in Christ. And um, a couple of years ago, I joined up with the National Day of Prayer to become the state coordinator. So God laid on my heart to really seek him about prayer and strategies in prayer and, and alert the body of Christ's importance of prayer in the season we're in. Now, when you were in college in North Carolina, you were a track superstar. I mean, mm -hmm. you ran the 40, and what was your record time there? 4.22 seconds. 4.22 <laughs> seconds. I mean, if you were at the NFL Combine, yeah. you would have won. You would have beat all of the modern day running backs. In fact, you were a running back. Yes, yes, sir. Played at Western Carolina University um, my first season, and then my remaining seasons were at a school called Lenore Ryan University. And so during that time there, I, was, I saw how we have to be in prayer and be obedient to God's um, instructions and insight. So there were a couple of people that you mm -hmm. saw, and, and there were prayer groups mm -hmm. on your mm -hmm. campus mm -hmm. there, but there were a couple of people you saw mm -hmm. really transformed yes. and changed yes. by the power of prayer. Talk mm -hmm. about uh, Pastor Harvey Rice, is it? Well, yes, Pastor Harvey Rice, when I, once I finished school, I was became a youth pastor and he was in school and he would come to early morning prayer, noonday prayer. And um, th this guy, they call him Chip. He was pretty, he was really rough around the edges. I mean, <laughs> he was amazing. So when he started coming to prayer, we saw a change in his countenance, change in his attitude, change in his dress. And I witnessed my, from my very own eyes, a transformation because this man decided to commit to prayer. And he gave his life, obviously, to Christ. He's a pastor today. Yes. And that all began through the ministry that you were a part of. Uh, talk about this other gentleman that you were in the college dorm mm -hmm. living across from. 
Tony Jones, yes. the, the Denver Broncos superstar yes. who yes. won two Super Bowls, but you knew him back in the day. Yes, um, before Tony came to Christ, um, I was um, attending school with him at Western Carolina University, and Tony was always harassing me about going to places with him and, and telling me to put my Bible down, telling me to turn Billy Graham off and turn that TV off, and he was <clears throat> relentless about doing it. And I would look at him like, what is this guy doing? What is he all about? I mean, why is he constantly on me about me reading my Bible? And so, and he wanted to take you to parties <laughs> yes. and, and get you out in the world. Yes, okay. exactly. And you know, um, I kept saying, "No, I'm gonna read my Bible." And and he he just just kind of was baffled at the fact that I would read my Bible on a consistent and daily basis. And so, to make a a long story shorter is Tony, um, I eventually transferred out of um, Western Carolina University and went, and went to Lenore Ryan. So I didn't see Tony Jones for another two decades later. And I didn't know it was the same Tony Jones that was playing for the Denver Broncos until they won their first Super Bowl. And at that first Super Bowl, Tony Jones pops up as, and also Western Carolina University. I said, that is him. I'm like, okay, I'm about to get to see if I can connect with him. <laughs> so I, I'll go to a preseason game at the um, Denver Broncos and San Francisco 49ers. And as I there, I said, I'm going to see if I can get his attention. So I went around to the back of their, the back of the team, and I began to call Tony Jones' name. He wasn't in the game that much because it was preseason. And he turned around and looked at me and like, who in the world is calling me? And I said, this is Rex. And he said, his eyes got that, I mean, huge. And he, he said, I want to talk to you after the game. And I want the security to let you in. And I got something to tell you. So I go in after the game and they go to security. And I said, Tony Jones said I can come in. And so they let me in on the field. He goes in to change. And he comes out with such excitement and such a glow on him. He said, I got to tell you something. I got saved. I'm like, what? He gave his <laughs> life to Christ. Yes, he gave his life to Jesus. And... And we developed, cultivated a friendship there. And I, he was the last person, Dr. Chaps, that I would, would expect to get saved because he was relentless. So praise God for that. But prayer makes a difference in the life of a person. So that story is mm -hmm. in the opening introduction of your book, mm -hmm. Seven Steps to Effective Elevating Prayer, Miracles in the Rockies. Mm -hmm. And you have written this book as a prayer strategy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, seven different steps, and we're gonna go through each one of those seven steps, three of them today, and then four of them on tomorrow's program. Why are you so inspired? Because you've seen these, mm -hmm. these people's lives changed by prayer? Yes, I am inspired by that. Um, one of the things that um, was laid on my heart was Nehemiah 414. God says to begin to wake up the noblemen. Wake up the leaders to pray and fight in prayer. Fight for your families. Fight for your brothers and sisters. And that fight was through prayer and then obeying God's um, the commands. And so yes. that was on my heart to, to encourage people to pray because we are in a war in America. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, Pastor Rex Tonkins is going to talk about the P in the seven steps, P-R-A-Y-E-R-S. We'll be right back with step one. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you ever wonder how to discern your own thoughts from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or angels or invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps and you've seen us talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. In fact, I wrote my PhD dissertation, 
how to see the Holy Spirit, angels and demons. But now, we have an exciting 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that you can get for your small group or your church. If you just visit PrayInJesusName.org and offer a suggested donation of $99. Or call us toll-free at 866-Obey-God. Get this 17-part video series, and for a limited time only, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Get this important Bible study series for you and your church. Or call us at 866-Obey-God right now. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Normally we report the news, but we also pray the news. So if we're gonna begin to pray the news effectively, we need some good teaching on how to pray. My friend, Coach Rex Tonkins, has written a book, Seven Steps of Prayer, and he's made it an acronym, P-R-A-Y-E-R-S, that's seven letters, beginning with the letter P, which is private. Yes. Welcome back, Pastor Rex. Thank you. Talk about the idea of praying in private. Why is that important part of your prayer strategy? Well, our, our Lord and King, Jesus, spent a lot of time in prayer, private prayer with the Father. And so I'm like, Jesus is our perfect model of prayer. And so I, I, was, I began to study Matthew 6, 6. It talks about get alone, get in your closet to pray. And Jesus would get alone and pray. And when he would come out of prayer, power was released. And so the importance of private prayer has made a difference in my life because recognizing the voice of God, especially in key moments of life, you really need to be hearing and discerning the voice of God. And he said, my sheep know my voice. And so through private prayer, you develop that, that understanding of knowing God's voice, you know, he said, my sheep know my voice. When you've talked to somebody for a length of time on the telephone or, you know, you at first, you may not recognize them, but if you on the phone with this person on a consistent basis, you're going to recognize their voice without even the name being known. So that's basically the principle is develop that private prayer time so you can hear the voice of God, so you can hear the instructions. He has his agenda for the day. You know, one of the key things I mentioned in the book here is, I was I got opportunity through the Bronco organization and some of the security to go to a Super Bowl um, in California and Super Bowl 37. And it was a privilege for us because, um, you know, we went as a security team, 70 security leaders went to work the Super Bowl. And that was the Raiders in Tampa Bay. And so we get there and God placed me in strategic locations to be an encouragement. But on the way back as the buses drove through the night and switched drivers in Utah, as we were riding through the Rockies real early in the morning, uh, right before it started getting light, snow-capped mountains in February, um, our, our, we had an interesting situation where the, the, the bus and the bus driver, the bus was headed toward on the, uh, the edge of the road where there's no guardrails. You could have gone off the cliff. Could have gone off the cliff. And so, but prior to that, I heard the Holy Spirit say, wake up, Rex, wake up, Rex. You know, and I opened my eyes and I look and I see the bus veering toward the edge. And I look to my left and the bus driver laid over sleep. So I jumped up out of my seat and grabbed the steering wheel and hit the bus driver and say, listen, we got to get this bus back on the road. And and I told him to switch bus drivers because I didn't trust him anymore. Wow. So to make a long story short, if I hadn't had a developed 
prayer life, private prayer life, yeah. I don't know if I would have recognized the voice of God at that moment where it was an important moment in time that I need to be hearing and obeying the voice of God. So I don't want to paraphrase, but this mm -hmm. is the idea that I'm getting from you is that prayer is not, a, not necessarily about a method, but it's about a relationship with the Creator. Yes, exactly. And He is the source of all power when it comes to prayer. Amen. So if we can connect with Him in our private life, mm -hmm. then we'll be practiced and we'll be ready when He mm -hmm. wants to connect with us in yes. our public life. Yes, absolutely. You know, for me, growing up in the inner city in, in North Carolina and giving my life to Christ at age 12 and walking this out with God, all the problems and all the victories, this prayer has been my survival. Amen. And we'll, we'll get to that yes. in a second. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, part two of the seven part strategy are for Remarkable. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you ever wonder how to discern your own thoughts from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or angels? or invisible demons. I'm Dr. Chaps and you've seen us talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. In fact, I wrote my PhD dissertation, How to See the Holy Spirit, Angels and Demons. But now we have an exciting 17 part video Bible study on a four disc DVD set that you can get for your small group or your church. If you just visit PrayInJesusName.org and offer a suggested donation of $99. Or call us toll-free at 866-Obey-God. Get this 17-part video series, and for a limited time only, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Get this important Bible study series for you and your church, or call us at 866-Obey-God right now. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. You can get our 17-part video series on discerning of spirits if you call our prayer line, 866-Obey-God. But you can also get this resource, Seven Steps to Effective Elevating Prayer by Rex Tonkins. If you visit his website, youhaveadestiny.org, and there'll be a link to help you find that resource. Welcome back, Pastor Rex. Thank you, Dr. Chaps. So this idea of seven steps in the, mm -hmm acronym P-R-A-Y-E-R-S. We're now on the R, mm -hmm. which stands for what? Remarkable. And so um, Jeremiah 33, three in the New Living Translation is basically calling to me and I'll show you remarkable secrets. And so God want to reveal remarkable and great things to us. And I call it God's phone number, Jeremiah 33, three. And so as God has over the years spoken to my life, as I called out to him, He's revealed some mighty things that has helped me move toward my purpose and destiny in Christ. You know, as I think about my college days, when I think about my early youth pastoring days, and now in this, as a role as a state coordinator, um, I really understand the importance of calling to God and allowing Him to show you great things. So R is remarkable secrets. Mm -hmm. There's kind of a revelatory aspect mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. You talk mm -hmm. in the book about a Hebrew word Shazan, what mm -hmm. does that mean? That means vision. God, in, in Proverbs 20 19, he said, where there is no vision, the people perish. And that word vision, of course, Shazan, God wants to give us insight and re revelation on what he wants to do in our life. 
And that word perish means to cast off restraint and to run wild. So I, in the years of um, walking with Christ, he's given me vision. He's given me revelation of what he wanted to do in my life. You know, growing up in the city before Christ, I was running the streets. I was running wild, but he spoke to me. And as I gave my life to him, he began to reveal things and give me vision and purpose and destiny. And that has made a tremendous difference. And that came through prayer, spending time with God, along with God, going off and scheduling time with, along with God. You know, this ministry of the Destiny Project was birthed, the vision of it was birthed in prayer. So in prayer, God births revelation and vision. So you saw during one of those private mm -hmm. prayer times, mm -hmm. You saw this ministry that would unfold, the Destiny Project. Mm -hmm. How did God show that to you at first? Well, it's amazing. We were, um, me and my wife were doing a, um, a conference in Black Mountain, North Carolina, um, the home of Billy Graham. Uh, it was at a conference center. And we began to teach about purpose. And God began to show us the connection with young people and the importance of teaching them about purpose and vision. And so as a result of that, God began to stir in our hearts. Me and my wife went away on a, a vacation up in Lynchburg, Virginia, and we began to, God un, unveiled this, this plan on how to reach young people. And so as over time, he began to unveil that more and more, and now we've been doing the destined ministry, you know, going on 18 years. In this chapter, you mm -hmm. also talk about confessing God's mm -hmm. word. Why mm -hmm. is that vital? Well, you know, our words, the Bible says there's life and death in the power of the tongue. And God created the, the heavens and the earth, God, with his with words. So life, we need to speak life and, and align our mouth and our heart and our mind with God's word. And that produces results in our life. So it starts in prayer. We talked mm -hmm. about the private practice mm -hmm. of prayer, hearing God's voice. Mm -hmm. And then you receive the remarkable secrets, the, mm -hmm. the vision, the yes. rev revelatory knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then it begins to manifest in your behavior or yes. in your words. Yes. And yes. so follow, follow on with that. How, how do you take it from, from uh, thought to action? Mm -hmm. Well, basically, as you begin to, the impressions that God gives you in private prayer, you begin to meditate on those impressions. And if there's a particular scripture, I will put mine on index cards and put it right on my mirror, and I would speak those scriptures out loud as you come, as the word come out of your mouth, you, your your ears need to hear you say it, and goes back down in your spirit. So, um, the power of our words makes a difference in our life. You know, we speak negative things, um, and it's, we're gonna have negative results. But we speak life, we speak positive things, we speak God's word is gonna make a difference in our life and those around us. You know, I've seen it over and over again. Even you know, coaches on sports teams, they practice this principle all the time and they don't even realize he's practicing the word you know as they you know the, as they talk to their um, team and, and challenge them we're going to do this and i believe in you and we're going to do this and we're going to meet this goal and they get the results because they heard from the leader life encouragement truth and so that's important to speak out well i agree with you we're going to take one more short break when we come back we're going to talk about the a the third step in the seven steps of prayer. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Can I take a moment to ask you to donate today? There are such important battles that we're fighting and winning around the country to defend religious liberty. How much is the right to pray in Jesus' name worth to you? 
Well, to me, it was worth a 16-year career and a million-dollar pension, which I sacrificed to defend Jesus Christ. I'm asking you to call us today, toll-free at 866-Obey-God, and make a donation. How much would you pay to defend religious liberty? Would you give $10 or $20 or $100? I bet there's some people who are watching who can even give $1,000 today just to help us stay on the air, to broadcast this into people's homes, to organize these petition drives, and especially, we spend thousands of dollars organizing rallies around the country and petitioning legislators. Please call us today at 866-Obey-God and give the best pledge that you can give to defend religious liberty and take a stand for Jesus Christ. We can't do it without you. Please donate today. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. We're joined again by Coach Rex Tonkins, the seven-part Bible study book on prayer. Pastor Rex, we're up to the A yes. in the seven step, P-R-A-Y-E-R-S. What does the A stand for? Authority. And what does that mean? Well, basically God, because of every believer who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, God's given them authority to see in heaven and places and also to take authority over the enemy because of Jesus. And so the, uh, I wanna to refer to the centurion soldier. You know, this was a man of authority you know, he had people would come and go follow his instructions. And, and Jesus said to the centurion, because he said, just speak the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus said, I haven't seen such faith like this in all of Israel. So it's important that we understand our authority in Christ. You know, we have authority to restrict the enemy, to bind them. The Bible calls us that we, we got power to bind and loose. And so we got authority authority through Jesus Christ to restrict the enemy in his efforts. You know, as I coming up through the years, we're, you know, taking authority of different types of spirits that were trying to intervene and cause hindrances. We have authority in Jesus Christ to bind those spirits. Now that is interesting. I'm, I'm a military man. Mm -hmm. I was a chaplain. Mm -hmm. And I know that when the general officer says to the colonel, who says to the sergeant, who says to the private, you know, you go do this. Yes then they've got to obey, right. they've, got to, they've got to jump to it. Mm -hmm. So translate that to the spiritual mm -hmm. realm. Well, the Bible says that our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness. And these forces, they try to come in and infiltrate our homes, our schools, our cities, our nation. But through prayer, if God would allow us to see in the spirit realm the authority we have in Jesus' name, um, they will be amazed. And we will use that authority when we have it. Yeah. We, we got to appropriate that authority and say, I bind you in the name of Jesus, Satan. I command you to get out. Now, a story that I want to share with you is, is um, years ago, I had a cousin. I have a cousin who told me this story just recently. As I was writing this book, I was in North Carolina working relentless, and I got a call from my cousin. And he just wanted to make sure I had updated contacts. And this is what he told me. And I didn't know this when that happened. But he said, back when he was struggling with drugs and alcohol, his mother called me over to the house to, to come and pray. So I get there and I begin to anoint the entire house. And I, he said to me, I prayed for him. He said, I put my hands on the back of his head. And he said that he saw demons leave out of him. He said from that day, he knew God was real. 
and he saw the authority that was in Jesus' name. And so I didn't know that happened. He said from that point on, he stopped drinking, stopped using drugs. And he was just amazed by the power of God. So we have authority in Jesus' name to bind the enemy and to cast him out in Jesus' name. So it's like Jesus is the general and yes. he gives us power as the colonel to yes. carry out his commands. Yes. And then we're given orders to the devil in, mm -hmm. in a sense, but we're also mentoring people yes. to, to transform their lives through this authoritative power that God Amen. gives us to make disciples. Yes, amen. That's exactly right. So talk about how you implement that when you're ministering to young people. You're a coach mm -hmm. and you lead a youth ministry. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. Well, basically we, we empower the young people with knowing the word of God. We let them, we help them understand that God has a purpose for your life, a reason for living, a destiny, intended journey in life. And so you have empowerment from Jesus. And when the enemy tries to hinder you, you can bind them in Jesus name. So we teach young people who they are in Christ. That's the biggest thing. A lot of people, a lot of young people we experience over the years don't realize they have a purpose, a reason for living. God placed you here for a purpose, a destiny. And he has a tremendous plan. He said, he said in Jeremiah 29, um, 18, 29, 11, he said, I know the plans I have for you. They are good to give you a future and a hope. Amen. And so God has an awesome plan for us as his people. And so that's what we teach them. And so when the enemy try to speak a lie to them, say, you're not this, you don't have, a, you speak the word to them. Amen. And your website is youhaveadestiny.org. Yes. Would you lead our audience in prayer right now? I certainly will. Father, I just want to thank you so much for this opportune time to pray for this audience, to be here for such a time as this. And Lord, I pray that each person that's listening, that's watching, that God, that there will be a, a greater desire and a greater understanding of the importance of praying and building that relationship with you, communing with you for God, you are good and there is none like you. You, are, you want us to come in your presence. You are beckoning us to come to be with you so you can show us great and mighty things. Father, I pray this audience will begin to schedule and make it a priority to seek you like never before. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Amen. On tomorrow's show, part two, we're gonna finish the seven part prayer strategy. Again, the book is Seven Steps to Elevating Effective Prayer. His website is youhaveadestiny.org. And tomorrow we're gonna to talk about the Y-E-R-S. Yield, wait a minute, wait a minute, empower. <laughs> I'm flipping ahead, I'm giving him a preview here. Ready and strategy. Yes. This is gonna be a wonderful resource for you. God bless you in Jesus' name. I'm Dr. Chaps. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. You can get our 17-part video series on discerning the spirits if you call our prayer line at 866-ObeyGod. Maybe you have a personal situation in your family and you just need us to pray with you. Please call us at 866-ObeyGod and we'll see you tomorrow. Chaplain Klingenschmidt is a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy who earned his Ph.D. in theology from Regent University. As a former Navy chaplain, by taking a public stand for freedom of speech and religious expression, and by sacrificing his own 16-year career and million-dollar pension, he was vindicated by the U.S. Congress, who changed the law and restored freedom for military chaplains to pray in Jesus' name.
Dr. Chaps not only defended the Constitution, but his petitions have helped change the law in 10 states, restoring freedom to pray in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.